You are listening to the Working Dog Collective podcast. I'm your host, Holly, of Holly Crook Photography, based in Seattle, Washington. This is a listener-supported podcast, and details about how you can support this podcast for as little as $5 a month are provided in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on this journey of exploration into the world of working dogs. Let's get to work. In today's episode, I chat with Rachel all about her therapy dog, Casper, who's a pretty popular guy in the Seattle area. Casper is a therapy dog, but he's involved in so many other things to support his community. As you listen to this episode, you'll hear all of the things that Casper's involved in and how he makes people smile. But the biggest thing about Casper is that he builds a community. He builds a community around him. He builds a community for other people and other dogs. At the end of the episode, you'll hear about how you can purchase some stickers, and these stickers are pretty special. Rachel and Casper are currently working on a project that isn't quite ready to be launched, but if you're interested in the stickers, I will leave you some information in the show notes. We will be doing a follow-up episode with Rachel and Casper so that we can get you all the information about this new sticker program and how it's helping frontline workers. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, Rachel. How are you and Casper? We're doing great. How are you, Holly? I'm doing really well, actually. Um, so what have you and Casper been up to? I haven't seen you in almost a year, um, and I miss his smiling face and his floofy tail. So what have you guys been doing? Well, we've been doing, uh, It's it's been different since we saw you a year ago with, mm-hmm. with COVID happening. Um, we've had, you know, several structured therapy dog visits at, at the hospital at UW and um, a couple of other places, but we've been doing a whole, and I guess just like, you know, the rest of the world, we've been social distancing, but we've been out in nature. We've been hiking a lot, mm-hmm. snowshoeing and, and out swimming in the lakes. So how is Casper dealing with the COVID situation and not being able to go into facilities to do his structured visits? Yeah, so when uh, this first started in the shutdown, he he didn't under- quite understand what was going on, and I don't know if he still does, but uh, he didn't understand why he couldn't even say hi to somebody on the street like he used to be able to, to do, or why we weren't uh, visiting the students at University of Washington every week like we were before, um, but mainly... Why, why could, why can't someone just pet me, you know, walking down the Burt Gilman? Why won't you let anybody pet me right now? And he started, I think he got a little down and depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a very social dog and he loves, very social dog and loves people and um, not even having someone pet him besides, Mm -hmm. you know, myself was, was kind of a, a sad thing for him. And I noticed a little bit of change and, um, not only in him, but myself, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. I, I miss those visits as well. Um, and so we, we started doing a little bit differently on our, on our visits instead of, you know, going to the hospitals, which we, we still do periodically structured visits, um, getting more out uh, in nature and more out on walks and, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and now he can have people pet him and things like that. So he's, he's not as, not as depressed. He seems to be back to his, his normal, Oh, someone, someone looked at me today and pet me itself, you know, (laughs) his, his his normal job 
pre-COVID was he served as a therapy dog, correct? Yeah, it was a a therapy dog at University of Washington. Okay. And I also understand that um, when COVID first hit during the lockdown, you and Casper did something really special by delivering meals to first responders and essential workers, right? Uh, yeah, so we delivered meals to first re- first responders and to hospitals. Uh, we went to the University of Washington, Swedish. We didn't we didn't weren't able to go inside, mm-hmm. but uh, we, the nurses and doctors and staff would would come outside and get the meals and um, be able to pet Casper uh and say hi to casper yeah so we started that at the beginning of COVID and kind of and went through the summer with that uh it, it wasn't just us it was a, a really large outpouring of helping first responders mm-hmm. um during that time and then it sort of i don't know if i should say this but anyways it sort of dwindled a little yeah. bit i noticed that people stopped not stopped but it just slowed down mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. um and what was the organization so- that you guys were working with Oh, Fueling the Fearless out of Los Angeles. Yes. Um, and they they were doing this program in California, Washington, yeah. Seattle area. Um, and there was another state. New York. New York. Oh, yes. New York. That was it. Um, and they yeah. had, the last time I checked, which was a while ago, there were over a million meals that had been served, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And you guys went up as far as Grace Harbor to do this. We did. We visited a a hospital at Grace Harbor. Yes. Okay. And so since that has kind of waned a little bit um, because people are wearing their masks and social distancing and getting their vaccinations and COVID is, I'm not going to say winding down because I don't want to jinx it, but um, Mm. there's not the overwhelm that there was in the spring. I can see why that um, would probably be slowing down a little bit, but is it still ongoing? Is it still something you're participating in? Yes, it's still ongoing. Uh, they've a lot of their uh, outreach is um, there in the Los Angeles area, so um, not so much in Seattle and New York, just because of the, the change in, in some things. Um, but uh, so we kind of started our own, not not um, delivering meals, but we uh, we deliver these stickers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You have to send me one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so tell yeah. me about that. Tell tell me about this. Notice that, okay, even just going through a drive-thru at Starbucks, I'll just put that there. People would come, like the, the employees would, would come to the window and they'd be like, oh my gosh, you got to go see this dog. Come and see this dog. And um, they would smile and they would laugh and they'd hand out the puppuccino to him. Nice. And um, they'd be like, can we take a picture of your dog? And they would take a picture of Casper. And I just got to notice that these little interactions actually made a big difference in the people Mm -hmm. um, that were meeting Casper. And they wanted to give them something that they could keep with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe if they wanted to, the stickers kind of seemed like a big thing. Yeah, I had an artist drop Casper. This is actually from a photo. So he drew it and... um, we just hand out stickers now to people. Um, so amazing. And they, I've seen them on water bottles and computers and things <laughs> like that. And so <laughs> that's, that's what we do. And yeah. So <laughs> give me an estimate of how many stickers you think you've handed out already. And how long have you been doing this? So we've been, we've been doing the stickers for, I would say about four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And well, I ordered 200 and I just had to order another 200. So about 200. About 200 Holy it's just, yeah, it's just random. It's almost like I used to work for Disney uh-huh. um, and we would do magic, magical moments with uh, the guests that would come to, um, to Disney. And uh, it's almost like those, they're very short interactions, yes. but they, a lot of, you know, yeah. good things in that short interaction. So it's kind of what we do with Casper now is a sort of like a magical moment therapy dog moment. Awesome. I don't know how, but how you would say that a magical moment and then we yeah. just so they have something to go with them the kids love it mm-hmm. um employees at starbucks or wherever mm-hmm. we're at they they really like it too so um she just got a new one that's not here yet so we've been going snowshoeing a lot mm-hmm. to artist point mount baker oh wow. casper has his own goggles mm-hmm. like those rec specs he has those and we couldn't, I can't tell you how many times people stopped us to get a picture of him and that. Oh <laughs> and they wanted selfies God. and all kinds of things. And I, I'll never forget this little kid was just like, oh my goodness, this dog has glasses. This dog has glasses. And he was like jumping up and down and just oh. so excited that, was, that Casper had glasses. And so our next sticker is him in the Rex Fest. That's amazing. Um, so so you've Sorry. gone through 200 stickers and you you've ordered another yeah. 200. So these are just this is just Casper's way and her way of course of doing um small intimate little therapy moments and then you give them something to remember these moments by. Have you found that people have reached out to you, people who you've given stickers to? Is there a way that they reach out to you like on social media? Can they follow Casper on Instagram and follow your adventures? We have uh, people reached out and asked for Casper's or when we when we meet them, they're like, does he have Instagram? And I'm like, it's, it's Casper in Seattle for Instagram and they'll go and follow him. So we've had a bunch of followers that way. And so they can keep in touch in his his adventures of swimming and hiking and chasing oh our gosh. cat. That- <laughs> Rachel, that is an amazing thing that you are creating right now. You are building <laughs> Casper's like community. Like, I think that's what I'm going to call this is Casper's community because you are reaching <laughs> to people like you're reaching out to people that you've never met before that you may have not ever have yeah. had the ability to meet before if COVID had not happened. So you're doing these unstructured, exactly. spontaneous moments and look at what's happening. You're bringing all of these people together and giving them mm-hmm. an opportunity to meet with your dog, to interact with your dog, and then become a fan of your dog later on. And who knows where this could go? This is an amazing thing. Pretty cool. It's not, it's, it's helping Casper, it's helping others. And it's actually, you know, helping me too. It's, it's giving me those therapy dog moments as well with my own dog, because just watching others smile, he was swimming at Lake Washington. This is about a week ago and we were coming back and he's the type of dog that has to have the window roll down. Mm-hmm. He's got his head out um, and just like relaxed on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. And he has a very large head mm-hmm. and he just sits there and looks at everybody. So I pulled up to the, the stop sign or stoplight and I heard, look at that doggy, look at that doggy. And I turn around and look at the car next to us. And it's, it's probably a three-year-old, um, their car seat and their arms are going up and down and legs are going up Aww. and down. I'm just so excited just to see Casper. And that right there is like, it is, it's a spontaneous, unstructured, like would have never happened. 
in you know other situations and it just it made that little kid's day and um the adult the adult driving the car was smiling laughing I was smiling and that probably took like maybe 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and I I I wish I could have handed a sticker out but it's kind of weird to to do that at a stoplight yeah the car and park Chinese fire drill off the drive and then run back and get in your car your mom's probably going what are you doing Pretty much, but it had from like that to I another a rainy day and his head was sticking out the window and I all of a sudden I heard oh you're so beautiful oh my goodness look at you you're so beautiful and I look over and it's these three older um uh people and they had their windows rolled down with their masks on telling Casper how beautiful he is and I rolled down my window and they're like we just want your dog is so beautiful he's just made our day and again total social distancing but mm-hmm. like the best one of, I mean the best therapy dog moments yeah I think are, are happening just because just yeah just just being out there yeah so, and it seems to me that people are just beginning like the average person who's not a dog person are just beginning to understand how important these dogs are because I thought I was the only person that would like stop in traffic, roll down my window to talk to a dog. But <laughs> Casper, for our listeners, you have to know Casper is a golden retriever with a big blocky head um, and the most magical coat and big, big brown eyes that look like melted chocolate chips. He is beautiful. And he has a tail to be envied. Like his tail is amazing. I don't know how you keep it brushed, Rachel. I don't know how you maintain mm. his tail. It is, it's like the fair faucet of tails. He is a beautiful, welcoming, comforting dog. And just to look at him on the street brings you stress relief. It's just, that's just the kind of dog he is just to look at him. Now he's a golden and he's a little bouncy, but he's also very respectful of your space and very respectful of if you're a little timid, he, he like senses that and he stands back and he waits. He's just a magical, super special dog. And other than his therapy dog visits that he does, uh, is there anything else that he's involved in that brings people joy? Well, he's done nose work before. He's been involved in like the AKC classes okay. with canine citizen, things like that, but not anything that, I mean, he's a therapy dog. So we kind of just visit just as like going to schools and hospitals and yeah, um, things like that. He's just, he's a people dog. Oh yes. He, he loves, he loves other animals, other dogs, um, especially the little dogs at daycare. The little dogs are his, his best friend. But, no, wait, uh, we have to stop there for a second because I have <laughs> this visual in my head. Casper weighs what, close to 80 pounds. Oh, uh, he's about 90 pounds. Yeah, right he's now. a big dog. He's a big golden retriever. Yeah. One of the biggest I've ever met. So picture that in your head. So you've got this 90 pound furry, mm-hmm. happy golden retriever and these tiny little dogs who are his best friends. <laughs> yeah, the little um like chihuahua sized dogs Aww. and they curl up with him and take a nap at daycare with him and oh here's an interesting tidbit so he goes to daycare up at dogwood during the days mm-hmm. a couple days a week and that's for him for his socialization by the way there's a dog there a mosley that's scared of his own shadow essentially what his parents say Aww. and um casper they call casper mosley's therapy dog <laughs> Casper's a therapy dog to another dog. That's amazing. Yes. So, so how does Casper help Mosley? I have to know. Um, from what I hear, he is just kind of calms Mosley down. They play together all the time. 
it just is like, oh, that's Casper. There's my Casper. Everything's going to be okay. Um, I don't need to be nervous. But it's just Casper just kind of has this, brings this peace and comfort to, yeah. to, to Mosley. And um, so, yeah, not only is Casper a therapy dog to humans, but he's a therapy dog to other, other dogs as yeah. well. Well, his temperament lends to steadiness and helpfulness. And I imagine... Like, it doesn't surprise me that he has picked up a dog that's a little bit nervous and said, hey, come here. I'm going to walk you through this and everything's going to be fine. So it just seems to me that he's a natural nurturing dog. It's just natural for him. So when you decided to pursue therapy dog work with him, do you feel that it was something that he was born to do? Or was it something that you just thought you'd try and he excelled at it? He's my second golden retriever. So my mm-hmm. first golden retriever was a therapy dog. And so when I got Casper, that was my plan to also continue the therapy dog work. Uh, it takes a little bit though. He was one of those puppies that really tried you. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. He, uh, very independent. Um, I was at times I was like, oh my goodness, is he going to be able to be calm enough that he mm-hmm. can go into a hospital? Yeah. Uh, it was actually, did a lot of training. I'll never, I'll never forget this. We were, he was about mm, almost two years old and he's, he's been swimming since he was 12 weeks old. We went to the lake and there was this little girl. She was probably four or five years old, just learning how to swim. And she was waiting. She was a little nervous to get into the water and she saw Casper out there swimming and he came over by her and her, her parents were there too. And she, I actually have this on video. Um, she got in closer in like where her waist was mm-hmm. and then laid down, like laid down in the water, like Casper. And I have the two of them swim. Finally, they were swimming together and he was just very, very calm swimming right next to her. Oh uh, they're, you know, not very, not very deep water, but deep enough. So they could both, both paddle. And then he eventually got out of the water and, and, and shook like they mm-hmm. do like dog shake yeah she gets out of the water and she shakes like <laughs> him shakes the water they're both like shaking and I saw that and I was like yeah it's gonna be okay Casper's gonna yeah. be a great therapy dog he just has that calm and that presence to know when to be on mm-hmm. and then he also has that crazy puppy stage even at almost five years old he has the crazy yeah. puppy stage at times too but that was when I was like yeah he he like no one's out there teaching him to do that he mm-hmm. he instinctively has that that's not something that you, you teach in a yep. dog um yep. to to be able to just to do that um and to this day he likes to go out and swim with the kids in the lake and oh my goodness and getting visions of um the peter pan's dog nana was that her name this dog and peter mm-hmm. pan she had a little nurse's hat on her head and she watched the kids. And when they get in oh. trouble, she'd go grab them by the scruff of the neck and bring them back from whatever it was that they were doing. I think her name was Nana. I'm <laughs> going to have to look it up. Um, but that's what Casper oh, yeah. reminds, me, reminds me of like, okay, let's do this, but let's not get in trouble. I'm, I'm going to show you how to do this in a safe way. So he, it's a yes. natural thing for him to do. And do you find that at this point um, during COVID and because we've been locked down for a year that he, when you're out and about, he's seeking out these people? That's a great question. I, I, I wonder if he really is. I, I mm-hmm. think so. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this knack for going up to people that just need, just, just need to pet him mm-hmm. uh, or just need something to get their, their minds off of, of something else. And he's very good at, um, 
That's super. She's very attentive to what other people are feeling. Yeah. Um, even before I recognize it, mm-hmm. he recognizes it. Um, right. Yeah, I think he does actually. Okay. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. Now you're going to pay attention, aren't you? Yeah. You're to watch. <laughs> Very empathic. Yeah. He's an empathic dog. Like he picks it all up. You're really kind of not doing therapy work in a structured way right now. And so you're finding yourself paying more attention to those intimate, spontaneous moments where Casper is reaching out to people and comforting them or bringing them joy. In return, these people are following you on Instagram or reaching out to you and telling you their stories. Do you plan to follow up with this experience in any way, like even if it's just a blog post, making the observations of how Casper is actually maneuvering through a quarantine or a lockdown, just maybe to help other therapy dogs, therapy dog teams understand that you can still do your job, even though we're locked down. Yeah, no, it's funny. You should ask that because I actually been thinking about you and I was like, I, I love what reading what you're doing and you just, you are like doing some really cool things. And I'm like, she's so brave to do that. I'm <laughs> so scared to do that. And those are, those are things that I, I, I want, I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of like, I just need to jump in and do it. I love, yeah. Like I just love, um, I'm, I'm scared, Holly. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, oh, I totally understand my own blog posts. <laughs> you could be I, a I guest. People like you, <laughs> you could be a guest blog post person on my blog. I'd be happy to share that space with you. And the working dog collective came out of this exact situation where there isn't, you have a story to tell. You have a very important story to tell you what you and Casper do. Um, it's uplifting. It's inspirational. It's important. Um, and people need to hear this. So that's what the working dog collective is about is giving you guys a platform to tell your stories and express your gratitude and love and your joy for the work that you guys do. So you took a really big step by saying yes, Lovie, on your, on your podcast. I mean, we may only have four people that listen to it, but those four people are going to be like, Oh, I need to meet Casper. So you are brave. You've done a brave thing. So how long have you and Casper been a therapy dog team? Uh, Casper became a therapy dog when he was about two. So three years. Okay. He, he turns five next month. Three Happy years. birthday, Casper. Do you have a particular success or accomplishment that you're like particularly proud of that you and Casper have accomplished? I'm, I'm very proud of him. And the way that he just reaches out to people and comforts people that is that's in him. I didn't teach him. He didn't go to class to learn that. Um, it's just very, I'm very proud of him and, and how he does that. And how he handles that. I, I see that as our biggest I guess, mm-hmm. accomplishment is just being able to reach out to somebody. Yeah. That's magic. Um, yeah. It's, I thought about all his awards he's gotten and all that, but I was like, those don't really matter. I mean, they do matter, but they don't matter. It's mm-hmm. the fact that he, and he's taught me to reach out to others. Mm-hmm. We reach out instead of push away. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, that's what dogs do. They reach Absolutely. out and, Absolutely. Um, and instead of shutting, shut, shutting things down, he reaches out. So, mm-hmm. so he, he builds <laughs> bridges. He builds bridges for you to help build this community mm-hmm. around him. Yeah. So he's helping you and everybody else that he meets. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Building, br- building bridges. 
in his community. Yes, mm -hmm. there we go. Look so, at you, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what would you say is the best thing about the work that you guys do together? The best thing that we do together? Yeah. Is um, this, oh my God, it's not like I'm saying the same thing. Making someone smile. Mm -hmm. So it's those intimate, spontaneous moments of joy that you guys love so much. Yeah, the intimate moments. And then also, and then also um, he's actually helped several kids and adults overcome their fear of dogs. Um, oh, wow. That's big. Yeah. And we've just randomly met people that have been afraid of dogs and most of their lives, either because they got bit by a dog when they were younger or um, just were never raised around animals mm -hmm. or kids that are kids that are very afraid in that instance. I, I mean, I'm, I'm usually always down on his level when he's out random places and he meets mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. I'll put my hand on his chest. Um, so I can feel if he's going to move or something, cause I don't want him to move at all and scare that poor kid mm -hmm. <laughs> or adult. but usually the person will start to pet his tail and then we'll, um, get up enough nerve to just continue up near his back. Oh. Doesn't usually happen with the head the first time, um, you know, petting his head. But his tail, and you know how his tail is, yes. his big fluffy tail, and there's yes. so much fur there anyways. That right there. So it's moments of joy of watching people and then watching the moments of overcoming your fear. Okay. Or leaning into your fear and doing something, watching somebody do something they would not normally do and being able to help help with that and overcome their fear. That's amazing. Um, of dogs. So he's very, just, he's actually very good at that. I can kind of sense when... Mm -hmm. he'll usually just turn around and sit so they can't even see their mouth mm -hmm. his mouth and then they can pat his back he kind of I don't know he kind of knows isn't that amazing so he's yeah. not only a therapy dog he's an ambassador for dogs in general yeah he is wow. an ambassador that's a lot of hats to wear for one dog <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't a working dog partner um I don't want to be a work I mean I don't want to not be a working mm -hmm. dog partner what would I be doing I I uh Training my next dog. Right? I have <laughs> not met dogs. a person yet that can answer this question. It's a good question to ask because it really gets you thinking about how involved you are in the world that your dog is in and the sacrifices that you make and how um, dedicated you are to the work that you guys do. So for you not to be able to answer the question is not out of <laughs> the realm of what has happened on my podcast so far. I just really want to know, like, if you didn't have a dog in your life, what would you be doing? I would still be volunteering in some aspect. Mm -hmm. I've always done that. Um, I don't know. Uh, even right. my cat is a therapy cat. Tell so, me. Uh, ta so we, ha we have a cat. She's 11. Her name is Taj. She is a therapy cat. Not, uh, she's not registered or certified or anything like that, but she visits, um, we live in a, a condo building and she goes outside and she visits um a couple of uh elderly neighbors on next to me and she will go and visit them every morning he wakes up at about 5 a.m to get the paper and so she likes to go out early and they let her in their condo and she sits on their couch while they read their paper and drink their coffee i've been i've been told that she's a, a great marriage counselor between <laughs> the two of them so <laughs> oh no <laughs> she I guess they were mad at each other the husband and wife were mad at each other one time and so the the husband told Taj what to tell his wife and the <laughs> wife told Taj what to tell her husband <laughs> I don't know. 
so I guess if I didn't have a therapy dog, I would have a I would have a therapy cat because I have yeah. a therapy cat and a therapy dog. I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine the stories your cat could tell if she could like if she could come home and talk to you about this? <laughs> she goes so there's five people five five people five townhomes here, and she goes to three out of the four that I don't don't live in. So she visits three families, and they let her in. They give her treats. And they have their therapy therapy cat moments. That's so. Awesome. Okay. I'm so there we go. I would have a therapy cat. There's the answer to your question. I would have a therapy cat instead Thank of a therapy dog. See, it just took us a little while to get there, but isn't that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to people, especially young people who might be interested in a career with working dogs? Maybe not even therapy dogs specifically, but just working with dogs in general. Or volunteering mm. at... Um, the animal shelter. So we work a lot with the University of Washington students and a lot of them leave, have, leave their dogs at home because they're in another state or can't have a dog because their apartments won't allow it or the residence halls won't allow it. And so um, they've, I know some of them that go out and volunteer at the shelters to walk dogs. They've uh, stayed in people's homes to watch, watch dogs or um and just starting to learn more about that and the responsibilities of having mm-hmm. a dog. Yeah. Um, just kind of immerse yourself. Uh, Seattle is a great place for that. Yep. Um, just going down to the dog park and watching how dogs interact. Yeah. Go have a beer at Dogwood and yes. watch how the, <laughs> well, yes. if, you're, if you're over 21, um, <laughs> uh, watch how the dogs, in, <laughs> watch how the dogs interact. I, I, um, Casper was my first dog that, that was a puppy. So I'd always had animals from the shelter. Uh, and I didn't know what I was getting into. Oh no. <laughs> um, so puppies are a lot different than yes. two-year-olds. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. I would just recommend volunteering and, um, and researching dogs. Um, University of Washington and Washington state university have a lot of research on how dogs help people. Mm-hmm. Um, with cortisol levels and things like that. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. excellent advice, actually. That's really good advice, especially if you are in a, a bigger city. So I came from a small town in Michigan where we didn't have the resources that I have out here. And dropping into Seattle was like dropping into dog Oz. I just could not believe how <laughs> much dog stuff there was out here, how many ways a dog could get a job. The first summer that we were here, my kid and I would spend one day a week going to the different dog parks in the area just to see them because we didn't have them. So it was, oh my gosh, it was magical to go into these dog parks and watch. Well, first of all, the professional dog walkers out here, I give them huge kudos for being able to pack walk dogs in a dog park. Holy smokes. But just the level of commitment that dog owners have to their dogs and the bond that they have with other dog owners when they're in a dog park. It's not like in the movies where they're sipping their Starbucks and dogs are off playing or whatever. There's actual interaction between Mm -hmm. the dog owner and the dog or the dog owner and someone else's dog. There's just this level of understanding and acceptance that, okay, we're in a dog park and this is how it is. And your dog is amazing. And I'm going to pet him. Like I said, it was Oz. And I still go to dog parks Mm -hmm. just to watch the dogs. Like I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I will go to dog. There's, there's a dog beach down in Edmonds and I will go down there with my camera and I will sit on a log and I could spend the entire day down there just watching the dogs swim. It's amazing. That's like the best thing is yeah. Go to dog parks, watch, yeah. watch how dogs interact with yes. each other. You could learn a lot, about, a lot about dog body language at a dog park because it's a natural 
they're not in a shelter. They're not, they're not on a leash. They're off leash. And you, if you just watch closely, you can learn so much about dog body language and just the, the tiny hints of the way the ears are or where the tail, how the tail is held up. You just see these small little things and you, and you start to pick it up and you go, Oh, that's not a good situation. And you know it before it happens. So I learned a lot just by visiting dog park. So, and then, you know, the circle of when they're about to poop. Yeah. <laughs> You'll pick up on that one. Super important because you can have that dog bag out before the dog even knows what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. That is important. The most important thing around here is knowing your dog is about ready to go poop so you can get him on the grass instead of the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's really hard to get it off the sidewalk. <laughs> Let's say you've had an emotional day. How do you and Casper decompress? One of the requirements for doing therapy dog work is the dog has had to been had to have a bath mm-hmm. within 24 hours of going to, to the therapy dog work. So you have this clean dog, you go in, I guess kind of the way he decompresses, which we do this most of the time is as soon as he's done, we go to Lake Washington and he swims. That's amazing. He gets out his... Um, there's a lot of, I know some dogs sleep and, and some dogs, there's different things that, that dogs do. Casper does get, does get tired, mm-hmm. but he also needs to let, um, he's a very energetic dog. Um, he, he can, he's very calm too, but he has that energy. And so we just go down to the lake and he swims for about an hour. An hour. Uh, that's pretty much about 90. Yeah. That's he, during the summer, he actually will swim about two hours, but yeah, that's his, uh, that's his decompression is, uh, swimming an hour, about an hour swim. That's his favorite thing. Swimming is his favorite thing, even over bacon. And I can, oh. I know that's true because I've, I've eaten a bacon egg sandwich on the shore and he won't even come near it. He wants to be <laughs> in the water. So <laughs> scientific so. proof that swimming trumps bacon. <laughs> <laughs> So how can so we support the, the work that you and Casper are doing? How can we support you? Buy a sticker. <laughs> Buy a sticker. Um, Tell me about the I stickers. Tell, can we purchase well, stickers? A bundle of four Casper stickers is $20, which will then allow us to send a pair of Casper socks to a healthcare worker. That's amazing. I'm very excited. Information about how to purchase Casper stickers will be available in the show notes of this podcast. Rachel, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all the um, information and enthusiasm that you have brought to this podcast. And please tell us how we can follow Casper on social media. So Casper is on Instagram, Casper in Seattle, and uh, on Facebook, Casper the Therapy Dog. Thank you so much, Rachel. We appreciate your time and we are looking forward to the big things that you and Casper are going to do in the, in the Seattle community. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Holly. Thank you for listening to the Working Dog Collective podcast. I've been your host, Holly of Holly Cook Photography based in Seattle, Washington. This is a listener-supported podcast, and details about how you can support this podcast for as little as $5 a month are provided in the show notes. Thank you for joining me on this journey of exploration into the world of working dogs. Let's get to work.